0: welcome back guys to another episode of the wedding photo podcast and happy new years happy 2019 I hope that this last year was everything that you wanted it to be I hope that you were able to accomplish your many goals and um stick to your resolutions. Um, I am excited because uh, this is the first Monday of the year and I woke up feeling great um, as I said in the previous episode or episodes uh, I was I've been sick for like the last two weeks it's been uh, pretty awful. And this weekend, I was still pretty sick. So I wasn't really feeling up to recording. Um, plus, we had some things that we went and did that kind of took up our time. But I woke up feeling great today. And I was excited to actually get on uh, the mic here and record an episode and get it out for you guys this week. Um, so I just want to start out by saying, uh, you know, I really love recording this podcast it's so much fun it's so great uh, talking and meeting new people and picking their brains on how they started the business and how well how they got their business started and the the, the many different ways that they run their business uh, because you know we all do things differently um, but I love seeing how other people, do what they do, and uh, it helps me kind of take a step back and look at the things that I'm doing and kind of make adjustments or you know, just get some new ideas like, hey, that sounds pretty good. Maybe I should give that a try, uh, some stuff that maybe I've never thought of. So I hope this is helpful for you. Uh, this podcast is 100% free uh, to you. The only thing that I ask is that you guys leave me a five-star rating Leave me a review on the podcast. It helps other people find the podcast. So if you guys are... Uh, if you guys like the podcast, you guys like what you're hearing, and you want to support the podcast, please just stop whatever you're doing. Uh, scroll down to the bottom. Leave me a five-star rating. Leave me a review. If you want to reach out to me, you can uh, head over to Instagram. Um, I am now trying to do some more Instagram uh, live uh, events on on the platform. Um, I'm going to be going live. I'm trying to go... Uh, at least once a week. Um, I'll have some people on there and do basically like a mini version of this podcast just uh, to have some little conversations with uh, different photographers, different vendors, different people. Um, just have them on there. And uh, it those that's a, that's been a pretty fun thing to do. So I'm going to try to keep up on that as well. So if you want to see more of that, uh, go follow Uh, this podcast on Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast. You can also find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. And you can also join the Facebook group. Uh, It's a growing community of photographers and other entrepreneurs like yourself. Uh, We'll be having more discussions uh, on different, wedding photography or photography related topics so go join the Facebook group and join in on some of the discussions that we're having over there one of the things I just posted on the Facebook group is one of my resolutions that I talked about on the previous podcast was that I wanted to start um, doing shooting more photos for myself you know, I haven't really, this whole last year, I don't think I really took any photos for myself other than, you know, when we went on a couple vacations, I took pictures of my family. Um, But, you know, when I first got started in photography, I always had my camera with me. I was always photographing different things that I like, different interesting things. I love doing uh, landscapes and portraits, and you know, somewhere down the line, I just you know kind of stopped doing that as much as before. So this year, I definitely wanted to spend more time behind the camera for myself aside from the business. So this uh, this past weekend, Maria and I actually headed out to Joshua Tree. Um, there's been a ton of articles out on the interwebs about how um, ever since the, shut, the government shutdown, uh, all of our national parks have been getting trashed. Um, I saw it firsthand. We went and did a photo shoot uh, maybe a week or two ago up in um, Forest Falls, which is a local um, recreational area uh, right here at the base of the mountain by where we live. And, um, I volunteer with the forest service there. So I know the place pretty well. It's a, it's a place where lots of families go to hang out, barbecue. There's a little waterfall that you can go hang out by. Um, so it gets a lot of traffic and we were over there maybe a week or two ago. Um, and the gates were closed, but people were still piling in there. um, But the problem was that there aren't any rangers or volunteers that are there cleaning up. So the place was already kind of getting pretty trashed and people were just kind of doing whatever they wanted to do there. So I saw that firsthand there. We saw the articles come out on the national parks. Uh, We live pretty close to Joshua Tree where maybe like um, about an hour out. Uh, so Maria and I decided to head out there and, um, clean up a little bit. We were happy to see that the park's actually doing pretty well. There's been a lot of locals and a lot of organizations going out to Joshua tree and cleaning up the park, cleaning up the trash. Um, it's an everyday battle because right now that the, the shutdown is going down. Um, some of the parks remain open but there's nobody to collect any fees so people are taking advantage of the fact that you don't have to pay to get into the parks so we were up there and we saw you know plenty of tourists just kind of coming in and drones and um the problem is that a lot of the a lot of the dumpsters they're open but there is no uh, trash service that is actually going up there and taking the trash so Uh, We went to a couple of different uh, campgrounds and uh, day use areas and picked up some trash and brought some trash back from uh, some of the trash cans that we saw up there. Um, But like I said, it was really nice to see that the park was actually pretty clean. And um, besides doing our part in cleaning up, we went on a couple hikes um, at the same time. And I had my uh, little Sony a6500 with me and I took some pictures I posted some of those pictures on the Facebook group, so you can go uh, check them out there. Um, And uh, the next day, on Sunday, Maria actually wanted to put some new prints up on the wall, and she actually chose one of those Joshua Tree photos to put up in our living room. So that was kind of neat. So 2019, already off to a good start on um, my New Year's resolution. So... 2019, this is a brand new year. We have a lot of exciting uh, things going on this year. Uh, we have a lot of things that we're excited about uh, that we're looking forward to, um, some new business ventures, and um, we're actually going to get our wedding season started uh, pretty quickly here. We have a wedding uh, in another, in about two weeks, and, and we pretty much uh, start shooting immediately right after that. Uh, non-stop. So it's going to be a good year. Uh, so these the before we get started on uh, our first wedding, we're spending these couple weeks kind of just getting all of our stuff together. Uh, we've already sat down and reflected on some of the stuff that we did last year and uh, made some changes. We updated our contract. Uh, we updated our pricing. Uh, Maria made a new logo for us uh, which is now up on our website <clears throat> and so we've just spent the last couple weeks kind of getting ready for the new year um, getting um, our papers to get it to getting our papers together getting getting our new look together and we're excited to get started uh, having a little bit of downtime like this before you know we've we've been off from doing any major weddings for the last couple weeks but it's nice having this time to kind of sit down and really take a look at what you're doing with your business. Uh, think about the things that uh, worked really well the the previous year and things that didn't work you know, as well. And uh, I like making lists. So I've been making lists on, on different things that we're going to do. I think I'm going to do a podcast episode just talking about... Uh, preparing yourself and your business uh, for the for the new year, um, and ways to to kind of help yourself stay organized on a day to day, week to week, and month to month basis, because. I know for us, like I try to stay as organized as we can, keeping uh, staying on top of the the weddings and all the other photo shoots that we're do, keeping all our contracts in one place, keeping all our expenses in one place. Um, but I think I'm going to spend a whole podcast episode just talking about uh, preparation and being organized. So head over to the Facebook group and let me know uh, maybe some. Possible topics or some things that you guys want to hear about um, that have to do with organization and preparation for this next year. Maybe I'll talk about uh, how we set up our week and our month uh, to organize ourselves. On this podcast episode, I just want to talk about a few things. I think I'll start with a question that I was asked. Uh, this question came from uh, Marcos. Um, some of you may know Marcos. He is one of our associate shooters and he was uh, he's been on the podcast before. Um, He started his photography business, second shooting and learning from different photographers and how that how they shoot uh, before he became a lead photographer. Uh, But recently he he asked us a question and just wanted to get our thoughts on this. So he said, I have a bride that I already delivered photos to some photos I was able to save, but in black and white only. She's asking if I can do them in color. How would y'all respond to something like this? There's only three photos that were black and white. The thing was that I overexposed. Doing them in color, they looked bad. I don't know how to uh, respond to the bride. So um, I asked him if he would be able to make any of them look good in color, if he had already tried that. He said he tried, but they were too overexposed. Um, And I know exactly what he's talking about. I've done this before where... um, you know exactly how I said it. A photo's just way overexposed, but um, sometimes when you put it in black and white, or one of the other things we've done, I know there was. Oh, this is a perfect example. There was a wedding that we shot in this old church, and uh, it was really cool. I was able to. It had the church had uh, the whole one whole side of the church wall was these uh, glass panels all the way across the church, and then I was able to. Easily have access to go outside. So uh, during the church ceremony, I would actually go inside and then I would go outside and take pictures along the glass panel windows. You know, I was getting like some really cool effects and then I would go back in. And I was actually, let's see, uh, I was inside up front during the kiss. And then after the kiss, I actually ran outside and uh, went around to the back and went back inside so that i can get the couple coming up coming up the center of the aisle and i didn't switch my settings in time so the very first picture that i took as they're coming up the aisle was just this dark image because i had my settings set for outside and the first picture i took was black, but I knew that as soon as I took the picture, made the adjustments really quick, and then kept snapping away. Well, when I uploaded all the photos into uh, Lightroom and I was looking at them, um, I saw that I took this one black image. So just out of curiosity, I wanted to see how how much recovery I could get from a photo like that. So I actually brought the exposure all the way up. The photo got it got greeny it wasn't so bad but in color, it definitely didn't look good in color so then i switched it over to black and white and uh, to this day it's one of my favorite photos of of a couple coming down the aisle because um well one the the groom was a good friend of mine he was actually my my kid next door neighbor that i grew up with Um, so that wedding was already a special wedding to me, but I just got this beautiful photo that, that definitely grabbed the emotion of this bride and groom just having gotten married and walking down the aisle and everybody cheering them and celebrating. And, you know, I know you guys know what, what photo I'm talking about, but it, it was such a good photo. And then, um, I switched it to black and white and it just worked perfectly. Like you couldn't tell that it was too grainy or the fact that, you know, it was a, It was a fully black, dark photo that I just recovered and brought the exposure all the way up. Um, So, but again, that photo, it just wouldn't work or I wouldn't want to turn it in in color. Um, and they never asked me to, so that worked out. Uh, so that's exactly what he's talking about. He's got, except in this case, he's got a photo that he overexposed, but he said they still looked good. He liked them. He chose to, uh, put them in black and white send them over to the couple. And now, uh, that they want them switched over in color. So basically what I ended up telling him was that, um, I told him that if you can't, uh, switch them to color and make them look good, that, he would just have to find a way to explain that he still chose to make the photos black and white, uh, because the lighting wasn't right, but still wanted to give them more photos cause they were still good photos in his opinion. Um, I think honesty is always the best, uh, route. Um, I think if you explain to the couple exactly that way, like, Hey, these photos actually didn't turn out, but, um, I think they still looked good. When I put them in black and white, they look great. If I switch them to color, they're not going to be uh, what you ex- expect. And maybe they might agree with you. Uh, and then at that point, maybe they want you to send them anyways. And then it's up to you if you want to send them to them. They can take a look for themselves. Maybe they'll like them. Um, but that's up to you. Maybe you don't want to put those in color and that be a representation of your work. So, But like I said, I think honesty is uh, the best route to go and just, you know, explain to your couple um, how you feel and why you chose uh, to turn those photos in black and white. I actually had a recent uh, family session that I did where where we sent a bunch of photos in black and white. Um, we don't create duplicates for our black and white photos. Um, I think we uh, definitely over deliver photos so what we do is the photos that we choose to do in black and white are almost duplicates of another photo it's like the second frame of a photo we took we chose to do one in color and one in black and white Um, we don't get a lot of those so uh, we definitely deliver more color than black and white uh, but we try to give them like a good mixture of stuff. And in our experience uh, with us, we, we've very rarely had anybody asked to switch a black and white photo into colors. So, uh, but in this case, this family session that we did, uh, one of our clients asked if we would send all of the photos that were in black and white in color. And it really wasn't a lot of work. For us to do, I know some people would say, you know, maybe charge them a fee to do so. If you're really busy and it takes up a lot of your time, and maybe you have something like that uh, worded in your contract, then maybe um, it would be fair to uh, tell them that that will cost them an extra fee because it's taking up some of your time. Um, But With us, since that's a very rare thing for somebody to ask us and it really isn't a whole lot of work for us, uh, we just went ahead and wrote them back right away, told them, give us maybe another day or two, we'll send them right over to you, no problem. I think on the the very next day, um, Maria switched them over to color um, and added those, left the black and white ones in their portfolio and then also added the same ones in color, Um, we're really big on customer service and keeping our clients happy That's we that's always been one of our strong suits Uh, we fully believe that that's a big part of growing a successful business is being honest and keeping your customers happy so if it doesn't take too much for us to keep our customers happy and maybe give them a reason to come back to us then We'll take that route. And it was no trouble for us to do that. So Marcos, I hope that information helped you. Um, Shoot me a text. Let me know what you ended up doing. I actually haven't followed up on him with that. So maybe I'll do a follow-up with him uh, on the next episode here. All right. One other thing that I wanted to talk about today is uh, something that um, a bride and groom just recently approached me with um, I got an inquiry for a wedding from a bride and groom. Um, we ended up having a conference call. They live, uh, quite a bit further away from, from us. So we ended up doing a conference call. Uh, I met them over the phone. We talked about their wedding. Um, they had some questions for us about our photography and some of the different ways that we do things. And they decided that they wanted to book us. Um, So I sent over the contract for them to look it over. And um, they actually wrote back. And everything looked great. Uh, They just had a question about one thing. They wanted to remain private and didn't necessarily want us sharing any of their photos on social media or on our portfolio. They asked if there was any way that I can change that on the contract, or if I was up to having a discussion about that over the phone. So I actually brought this up on the podcast uh, Facebook group uh, to see what um, what some other photographers might do in this situation. And I actually got a couple responses. Uh, Michael Orlando said, "Triple the price as they have." Less monetary value if you can't use the photos to advertise. And I asked him if you would make any exceptions. He jokingly said never, (laughs) but he said he was kidding. He just said, well, depends. Would you really need to use their photos for advertising? Established photographers might not need them and just shoot the wedding and deliver. Then never post anything about their wedding. Whereas newer photographers would rely on that for portfolio building and advertising. It's true. Um, if you're an established photographer, you might already have your 20, 30, 40 weddings for the year. So maybe not posting one wedding might not be a big deal. I know there's, um, you know, we try to post as much as possible, but we don't always post every single wedding. Like it's kind of a to us um sometimes we have two or three weddings in one weekend and uh we deliver all our photos back to our clients but we don't necessarily post everything that we do sometimes we have you know more than enough than we need to be posting um and and you know as uh the months go by and we have more weddings you know sometimes we just don't post a photo from from a certain wedding so it might not even be a big deal uh but definitely for newer photographers that are trying to establish themselves as wedding photographers in the industry they might need anything and everything that they can for their portfolio so this might they might go with a a different route in this situation um Eric McFarland um you guys know Eric he's been on the podcast before as well he he chimed in and he said at the end of the day I still have bills that need paid i don't blog every wedding I shoot. So not being able to post to social media wouldn't be that big of a deal in most cases. You might book more weddings of their referrals than you would if you blog or posted an Instagram picture, but it can go both ways. And that's true. It can go both ways. Um, But I definitely agree with him. When I get a bride and groom that uh, asked me a question like this, I try not to jump the gun on how that request made me feel. I like to kind of sit on it for a minute I will turn to Maria I'll sit down and talk with her about it um, and then I'll really think about my approach uh, for this request and in this case the couple uh, they were really nice and they had already talked and I had already talked to them once before so I already kind of had an idea of uh, how they were I already knew that they were a couple that I wanted to work with And when they asked about it, uh, they didn't really give me an ultimatum. They wanted to talk it over. So I jumped on a conference call with them so I can listen to their concerns. Uh, I also made sure that they knew what I would actually be using their photos for and why. Uh, They made it clear that they understood, but they wanted to opt out and remain private. This was something they were kind of doing with um, all their vendors. Um, They weren't doing any kind of hashtag, you know, their Facebook uh their facebook accounts they're private and they just kind of like to stay low-key so uh after talking with them i told them that i would change the contract to reflect their needs and they were super happy about that um this wasn't something that i really even wanted uh to argue with them and like eric said um, at the end of the day, we still have bills to pay. I have a family to feed and um, not sharing one wedding on Instagram or uh, my portfolio isn't really going to hurt me. And, and again, like he said, uh, you might benefit from uh, some of the referrals you get from the wedding. I know that for us, um, we probably still get more weddings through referrals than we do through social media. Or our website so that is important to us so um, I went ahead and just told them that we would go ahead and change it I didn't argue with them they were super happy uh, that that we were easy to work with um, in that aspect and we're looking forward to their wedding it's coming up soon um, and it's gonna be a lot of fun and uh, you guys won't be able to see any of those photos I'm sorry but it's uh, that's okay but I'd still like to know what you guys would do in a situation like that uh, maybe you've already had this situation come up. Uh, let me know. Shoot me a message. Head on over to the Facebook group and uh, you can find the discussion on there. Uh, I'd like to hear from you guys. So that's it for today. I'm uh, going to keep it short and sweet. Just a couple of topics. I've got some really great interviews lined up. Um, and like I said, I'm going to try to go live on Instagram at least once a week uh, to have some more discussions with other photographers about wedding photography or photography in general or um, how they run their business, maybe like a short basically a short version of this podcast over and on Instagram. So please make sure to head over to Instagram at Wedding Photo Podcast and add me on there and uh, come join some of the discussions we're having over on the podcast Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes below. You can also find me on Twitter at Del Toro Photo. Um, I'd love to hear from you. And uh, like I said in the beginning, if you guys are enjoying this podcast and you want to support the podcast all i ask is that you scroll to the bottom you give me a five-star rating and review subscribe to the podcast that helps other people find the podcast also So thank you guys for joining me again. I hope you guys have a wonderful first full week of the new year. Um, I hope you guys start off strong with all of your resolutions and, um, and all of your goals that you want to meet this year. Let's start the year off strong so we can make the year great. And until next week, I will see you on the next one.